This is the Rich Eisen Show. I would be just fine with Derek Carr being the quarterback of the New York Jets. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Well, hold on. I would be happy with it. Fine, are you happy? I would be happy. Today's guests, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran, Super Bowl winning head coach Bruce Arians, TCU quarterback Max Duggan, from the new film Cocaine Bear, actor O'Shea Jackson Jr. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Oh, do we have a great show here in store for you today on this Wednesday in February 2023, live on the Roku channel, this Rich Eisen show, terrestrial affiliate smart enough to have a Sirius and XM and Odyssey. And if you're listening to us on our podcast version, all three hours, this is going to be a long listen, uh, but it's going to be a quick Listen, because you have got three hours of top-notch content, and I could absolutely start this program with the usual of introducing my guys, Chris Brockman, Jay Felly, who's in for DJ Mikey Diaz and D's Nuts, and I could start this show by telling TJ Jefferson to light this candle, and technically, I am doing that. (laughs) TJ, light the candle. Do that. I could also also start by talking about the five guests that we have on. Tom Curran to talk about is Mac Jones out there. For the, for the offing, what are the Patriots going to do with their quarterback spot? There's a quarterback carousel that's spinning out of control, it seems, already. Yep. Uh, I could talk to you about how Bruce Arians, Super Bowl winning head coach and potential future Hall of Fame head coach, is going to be calling into the show. And then Al Michaels calls in on the 43rd anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. And I could tell you that Max Duggan is going to be calling into the show, one of the top prospects to come out of college football. And, and you know, I, I'm a little bit jumpy because I saw Cocaine Bear last night. <laughs> <laughs> O'Shea Jackson Jr. is going to be here in studio to talk about that movie. Wow, I could huh? talk about all that stuff, but I'm going to start with this fact. I'm going to use this real estate for myself, I wanted to get a cup of coffee, nice hot coffee, to start this show oh, right no. here in front of me, and oh, somebody no. did not fill the water in the <laughs> Keurig machine, and I need a name, and I need it now. I need a name, and I need it now. I've talked about this on the Roku channel. I've used this real estate. I couldn't do it, and I need my caffeine. I'm caffeine bear. Okay, I'm caffeine bear. Okay, is that you, Felly? Is it you? I, no, I just saw. I'm There's sorry. There's someone in this it. room drinking tea. So I uh, come on. Are we doing this again? <laughs> are, are we really doing this again? Really? All right. So I have to wait for the first commercial break to get my coffee. Because how hard is it? There's water that's literally eight feet from where the cure is. Yeah, I know. But when you actually have only two minutes to go before a show, right? You, the, you, you know. The, so you, because you, you, you didn't know until two minutes before that oh, you would you want no, some coffee. No, no, no. I was sitting here preparing for the program. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. While some were just sitting around getting ready to light a candle and not fill up a Keurig machine. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bear. I'm a caffeine bear, and I'm coming for people. You know what he doesn't mention? Like yesterday, when he saw me walk in so, and grab a bunch of bottles of so, water and take them out and fill up the carrot and put them next to it. You so see, nobody mentioned it that. Was, you know? so it was. So you'd say, yeah. I don't know if it was me or not. I don't know who was in there after me. Okay. But I know I fill that thing up more than anyone in this place. I so here's what I will do. So, I will take this mug that you can get on richeisenshop.com and turn it upside down just to prove <laughs> I don't have big. anything in here. But at any rate, good to see you. It was. It is still. Hey, (laughs) part of the reason why I'm a little bit uh, off kilter as well 
I'm not comfortable with the Jets being front and center as the way they are right around February 22nd and 23rd like we have the last 48 hours. Not too happy about it, especially since we were supposed to be passing all this stuff. Zach Wilson was supposed to go in in year three and get us to the AFC Championship game in year three, if not the Super Bowl. Already have one in the case because Tony Romo told me his ceiling was Patrick Mahomes and all he's got is the floor of uh, Geno Smith 1.0. All right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him with all due respect. I see Ray Lucas numbers. Ray Lucas. Okay. So I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it because I thought we were supposed to be past this by now. Instead, we're going to year three of Zach Wilson, and I'm hearing like the Jets are telling Derek Carr. And by the way, Diana Rossini, who I saw on the uh, the red carpet at NFL Honors, your information's making me nervous. <laughs> Maybe I should be glad that somebody didn't fill up the carrying machine this morning. A little jumpy. She's telling me that she that the Jets told Derek Carr that he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he shows up in New York. And then today she <laughs> says how the Jets are really interested in him. Nothing but positive reviews per sources. But now they wait for Aaron Rodgers to emerge from the darkness and inform the Packers of his plans because the Jets are willing to speak to Green Bay about a trade if the Packers are willing. No. I, I've already said this. I've already said this. I'm from New York City. I'm from New York City. A 53-year-old man born in Brooklyn, raised in Staten Island, former staff writer, intern of the Staten Island Advance newspaper. I've got my finger on the pulse of New York sports. I've lived it. I, I, I am it. I called in to Mike and the Mad Dog. Steve Summers overnight on WFAN. I, I, I know this sports fan in New York City. I do not believe Aaron Rodgers is a fit for that spot. I do not believe it. Because, and trust me, uh, he's incredibly talented. And showing up there in New York City, everything that he has said outside of the world of sports will be brought up to him at his locker in a way that has not been in Green Bay or in other spots where he may show up. And if this is an important part of his DNA and what he's got to say and how he's got to live his life. And as you know, he has a very specific way of living his life. And he's very attuned into the way he lives his life. I I do not believe he will appreciate the discourse. (laughs) Will that affect his play? I don't know. I don't think so either. I just don't know if this is the fit. And why the Jets are sitting there thinking this can be the fit. If, if, and if they are, be ready for some battle royales and some press conferences. And if that doesn't matter and then Sunday hits and he starts balling out and we see the Rodgers of 2020, 2021, his COVID MVP seasons as he calls it, we see that guy. All right. I'll, clearly I'm signing for that. I just, I'm concerned. I know the way New York works. I know the way that sometimes Rodgers doesn't make a play in Green Bay because he's not perfect. He's first ballot Hall of Famer. My kids are going to go into Canton, Ohio, and their kids will go into Canton, Ohio, and the kids after that will go into Canton, Ohio, and they will see Aaron Rodgers bust. The first second he can have a bust made, it will be made for him. He is that incredible. And I've loved watching him play, and he's been incredibly entertaining. But over the last two, three years, 
the way that he speaks his mind on issues outside of the world of sports in New York City. It just seems to be a bad mix if he doesn't make the throws in New York in the ways that he didn't make throws in Green Bay. He will hear about it in a way that he's never heard about it in Green Bay. And does that matter? I'm concerned I don't have an answer for that. And it won't unless we see it in person. And it looks like the Jets are going to do that. The thing, reason why I like Derek Carr instead of Rodgers also is it doesn't cost the Jets a single draft choice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost him a draft pick. just costs him Woody Johnson dollars. That's it. Woody's money. Spend Woody's money. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if they think he can be a first ballot Hall of Famer, then two salute. I'll sign up for that too. Just this whole stuff makes me nervous because we're supposed to not be doing this now. We're not supposed to be doing this. It's supposed to be Zach's show. Zach's Fifth Avenue. Goldman Zach's. That's what we're talking about. So, man, it's making me nervous. I'm jumpy. I'm jumpy about it. Because I don't know what the answer is. Because, as I said yesterday, answer could potentially be Zach Wilson eventually. Is the guy. And I guess if you get Carr, if Carr's willing to sign for like three, four years and be the, I'll say it, and be the Jets' Alex Smith while Zach does reach the Mahomes ceiling, and so be it. Were they giving out samples at the movie last night? <laughs> they were not. <laughs> they were not, sir. <laughs> How, dare you? You? How dare you? How dare you? I'm caffeine bear. Take it easy, okay? And I'm upset they don't have any more of it. And you should see cocaine bear and see what happens when that bear doesn't get more than what the bear wants. Ooh, watch out. I hate that. Okay. (laughs) So, I don't know. What is Joe Douglas thinking? What is Sala thinking? And what is, of course, Aaron Rodgers thinking? Because, man, if I'm the Jets, if the Jets think that Derek Carr can be a first ballot Hall of Famer in their spot. As Diana Diana Russini of ESPN says, they told him in selling their system and selling their world to him, you come here, you can be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That means they think they can win two Super Bowls with him in his tenure there. Exactly. Okay, and he's 32. So what did you say before the show? Two in eight years. That's two in the next eight, assuming he plays till 40. So if the Jets are winning 25% of the next Super Bowls. Yes, Correct. So, <laughs> okay. if they think that, then why are they waiting for Aaron Rodgers? Why are they waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers is doing? Unless they're, they, they can't wait. They got to... Or these are just, you know, reports that are accurate. But, you know, there are other teams that have done the same with the Green Baiters checking in. You know, it's supposed to be done with this. And I don't know what to make of it, and I don't like it. So here's how we're going to handle it. We're going to talk about the Patriots instead. (laughs) (laughs) The good part about the whole Jets thing is that people are forgetting about us because we have a little bit of a disaster going on. We're going to talk about the Patriots instead. I don't think you got a disaster going on. I mean, I don't know. It depends what day it is, how I feel about it. Because Jets are clearly in the quarterback market, correct? Right? Yeah, for All right. sure, no doubt. Um, the Raiders are definitely in the quarterback market, correct? The yep. Raiders. <laughs> nice. Uh, the Colts are definitely in the quarterback market. Yeah, seems like every year. The Texans are definitely in the quarterback market. They may fill their spots in the draft. 
Um, and that's about it. Will the Ravens be in the quarterback market because Lamar is sent packing? Are the Dolphins in the quarterback market because they don't believe Tua will be ready or they think they need to have some sort of a solid backup plan? I'm just talking about the AFC right now. Nobody thinks the Patriots are in a needy quarterback situation unless the pieces move around and they are, in fact, as upset with Mac Jones for being outwardly vocal Understandably. last year and they're, they want to get rid of him. They feel like they saw last year was something that causes them to want to upgrade. Is that the truth? Because if that happens, if let's just say the whole saga of the kid that they drafted in the first round, their first kid they drafted in the first round since Drew Bledsoe was drafted in the first round at the position. Number one overall. The guy who was replaced by Tom Brady and the guy who follows Tom Brady is followed by the guy that Tom Brady was concerned about being around and forced to be traded somewhere else, and he's the one who follows the guy who followed Tom Brady, who followed Drew Bledsoe. Is it Jimmy G coming? Where everybody feels maybe Rodgers isn't going to Vegas because, you know, Josh McDaniels is set in his ways and he doesn't want Guy and Aaron Rodgers coming there and have to figure out how to mesh comfort zones and offenses. He runs his way and he wants Jimmy G because Jimmy G was the guy in New England. And who could step in to stop that from happening but New England and Bill Belichick? Is that possible? Hmm. It's a fascinating question and it's even more of interest to me because it takes my mind off the Jets. (laughs) Now then. Let's get to today's program, shall we? Let's do it. Tom Curran is going to be joining us next. Also on this show, A.J. Brown has spoken up about what, what, what would happen about Jalen Hurts and his contract if Jalen doesn't get paid. What happens to him? <laughs> that was an interesting one. We got Bruce Arians calling in. I haven't spoken to B.A. in a while. Then Al Michaels calls in on the 43rd anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. We take a memory stroll. It's the 73rd birthday of the guy that you have behind you, T.J. Jefferson. My idol. Dr. J. I've got a special power rankings later on in hour number two based off of doctors. Mm-hmm. Famous doctors. Max Duggan is calling into this program. How dare he call into this program? <laughs> oh, we invited him. That's right. <laughs> Just to show you the Fiesta Bowl, I'm not taking it that hard. What if he calls in and he's just like, hey, Rich, great Fiesta Bowl, huh? And then I'll say to him, yeah, it was <laughs> for you. O'Shea Jackson Jr. is calling into this show. I mean, he's stopping and pardon me physically. Oh, yeah. Saw him last night on the red carpet at Cocaine Bear. He didn't <laughs> see me. He will be seeing me today. Caffeine Bear, Rich Eisen. So let's take a break. If you want to call us, 844-204-RICH, number to dial, we'll have a conversation. Which uh, quarterback do you want for your team? <clears throat> I'm open to hear from you because it takes my mind off the Jets. And uh, I'd appreciate that. Right here on this program, we're going to take a break. And in the two minutes, I'm going to fill up the Kerrigan. I'm going to get a cup of coffee. Do it. <laughs> 
Tommy Curran, send up the signal for Tommy. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here, the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network has rejoined the Roku channel live stream. We're, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Back here on the program, one of our favorites from NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Tom? Tremendous. There's bad bets mm-hmm. that you lose. Yes. And there's good bets that you lose. Okay. And you can't factor in the possibility that a highly capable quarterback is going to fumble when being tackled by air and then punt it back towards his own end zone and have somebody scoop and score on that. Mm-hmm. They handed them a touchdown in a very competitive game. The Eagles were still the right bet. The Eagles were the better team that day, Agreed. regardless of what happened in the final 30 minutes. And I regret nothing. <laughs> By the way, I agree with you. I know, because as, as you told the Roku Channel audience, our radio audience needs to be reminded, uh, you uh, took the Eagles, Chris, in Super Bowl yeah. 57, as did our friend Tom yeah. Curran, and you pointed that out without Tom being able to retort on the Roku Channel, and you yeah. just used this proper I space. I was yelling. <laughs> you were not retorting, oh, you were Tom, yelling we were back. Right. We were right. No, man, I mean, phew, that was, uh, it was, it was a razor's edge situation. What did you think of the hold? What did you think of the holding call, Tom? Had to be done. He did two things. He didn't just do one thing. He did two things. And it sucked. And it came. <laughs> but yeah. he, it wasn't just a, a grab of the shirt. It was a spin of the hips. So yep. the, the two things combined, you know, you're, you're out there on an island on the edge 
we can talk, oh, there's holding on the interior every foot. You're not on the edge with the limelight on you and the quarterback staring that guy down. I don't think there would have been a massive outcry had there not been a flag. Like in the 2012 Super Bowl won by the Ravens, obviously they interfered on the final um, play of the game. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't called, but we don't sit around saying, well, the Ravens only won that Super Bowl against the Niners because they didn't call that foul. But I think we will remember the flag being thrown for a long time. But I don't know. He did two things. You had to throw it. Tom Curran here on the Rich Eisen Show um, from NBC Sports Boston. Let's just jump straight into it. Uh, Are the the, uh, Patriots um, on the quarterback carousel this spring or not? Great question. Absolutely, positively not. That would happen over Robert Kraft's dead body. Really? We'll talk about that in 2024 if it's another mediocre season. But this notion that the Patriots would move on from Mac Jones after last July at the outset of training camp when uh, Bill Belichick talked about Mac Jones made a drastic improvement from an already highly impressive rookie year. If they now want to move on from him, and his $4.36 million salary or whatever it is because of what happened in 2022? Well, who's holding the smoking gun for what happened? The coach. The decisions. I think that if he walked to Robert Kraft and said, yeah, I'm thinking about moving on from Mac here. I mean, it's just, you know, he was really surly. I think Robert Kraft would say, you out of your mind? He's making $4 million? He was a good player last year. He's a bad player now. You want to move on from Why is that? And he'd have to say, well, because we did nothing to help him. So I think that any speculation that Mac Jones would be trade bait or considered a trade object in 2023 is cuckoo. Next year might be a different story with him having entering the final year of his contract and whether or not the Patriots pick up the fifth-year option. But this year, absolutely not. So if I am James Garoppolo's representative looking for a new spot, doing my due diligence, I'm not calling New England because you know what the answer is going to be, or do you take the shot anyway? Tom. I think you take the shot anyway if you're Don Yee, and I think right. he remains Jimmy's agent. Yep. Um, because Bailey Zappi has shown himself to be a capable – 10 and 2, I can start a couple of games and not ruin things for you, quarterback. He did it in, you know, portions of four games, two wins. So you know you have that, but do you have the veteran? Brian Hoyer is still under contract, but more and more in the cameos we've seen from him, he's either been a little bit injury prone or a little bit scattered. Even though I think he could still be a capable backup quarterback, he's almost 38. Um, so you need a capable backup in case Mac gets hurt. He's shown great toughness, but I'd still do that. But I, I just think that the Patriots owe Mac Jones and themselves the opportunity to see what they have in the 15th overall pick. He was a good player as a rookie. If it wasn't such a Mark Chase's flurry at the end of that season, Mac Jones would have been the offensive rookie of the year. He was the leading candidate for that most of the season. And then he's had a bad season. But he doesn't have to deal with Cam Newton in this training camp, and he's not a rookie, and he doesn't have to deal with uncertainty and an offensive switch and everything else this year. So see what you have. Well, then let's move to what Bill O'Brien brings to the table for Mac Jones. 
sure. and what what you think that plan is, then because if you, if you're saying, you know, not if you're saying, you just said that Robert Kraft is is dead set against anything other than Mac Jones, and Belichick has now called up uh, the guy who you know read Brady riot acts or didn't didn't uh, stand down from Brady when Brady was Brady in New England, what does O'Brien bring to this equation for Mac Jones, do you think, Tom? He brings <laughs> he brings a plumber to fix a sink as opposed to a finished carpenter, which is what the Patriots tried to have to do with last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> what an analogy. He, yeah. <laughs> what, what O'Brien brings, check this out, in 20... 20- 10 and 2011, O'Brien presided over what will still be the greatest combined tight end seasons of all time. Regardless of what was going on off the field, not as great. Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez in 2011 and 2012 were beyond productive. They set records. The, and I wish I had the numbers at my fingertips right now to, to show you, but it's like no, you're right. they combined right. like 65 touchdowns. 3,000 yards over two seasons, the two of them. So the Patriots right now are saddled with, again, by a long shot, the two highest cap numbers among tight ends in the NFL, Hunter Henry and John Smith. Together they have cap hits of like $37 million. So in order to get something out of them, the best guy to bring back would be somebody like Brian. So that's just using the assets. How will he impact Mac? What Matt's problem was, and the Boston Herald did a good job of articulating this, he'd go to the line of scrimmage, and he wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't give him the answers to the test as to, okay, if this happens, then what am I doing? Which McDaniels could do, which he could do on his own. But the combination of Patricia, Judge, and, and Bill, really, were unable to really articulate, okay, this is the next level stuff, this is what we'll do if we see this. And we saw it all season long with game management, time management, and simple loss of synchronicity in your plays and your rhythm and your play calling. They became predictable because he wasn't getting to the line of scrimmage and knowing what he was going to expect to see. There were occasions when people would say, wow, Matt's really busy at the line of scrimmage. Well, he's gesturing this way and moving that guy. That's because he was showing up at the line of scrimmage and having an unbelievable amount of work to do because they weren't ready for what they were seeing. So O'Brien will help him with those things and shepherd him through that, which is what you need. So, uh, Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, the follow-up to that is, what do you make of the reports that um, Bill and the staff and the front office or New England Patriots writ large uh, had an issue with the way that Mac Jones was conducting himself on the sidelines so vociferously? What do you make of that, Tom? I could see why they would, and I could see why it was alluded to, I think, by Jeff Darlington that others around the league quote-unquote, had an issue with it. Look, there's a brotherhood among coaches. The coaches are not going to want to be shown up. And Mac Jones sucked it up until December 1st against the Buffalo Bills, when in prime time, when the Patriots were basically putting up a white flag and trying to save themselves on the scoreboard, Mac Jones flipped. He said, stop the quick game, let's push it down the field. And he said it after the game. We have to be urgent, we have to be aggressive. I thought it was time to be aggressive. He wanted to win games, and the Patriots were trying to save face. He showed up the coaches that game. It was kind of excusable. He did it a little bit more against Arizona and a little bit against the Raiders with 
just cause, but it did get tiresome. So I could see Bill Belichick saying, look, it's one thing to be irritated with what's going on, but you're starting to show me up by pointing out that these bad hires by me are really bad hires, and you're not on board with it. So I could see the Patriots having an issue with that. But I also think it's fed by every group has a brotherhood, whether it's media, quarterbacks, wide receivers, or coaches. And I wouldn't be surprised if the brotherhood of NFL coaches have Matt Patricia or Joe Judge's back in indicating, yeah, I didn't love the way he acted when he was faced with some adversity. So, But I don't think there's a divorce pending. Okay. Um, and so just to put a button on this, just let's just be, just to call it what it is, as you have many times, but I just find it hard to believe that the modern-day Lombardi, the great, brilliant Bill Belichick, in year two of a crucial commodity, which, you know, quarterbacks can be referred to as such, um, you know, this crucial growth year for an asset, a human who uh, the, the New England community fell in love with, which is so rare to fall in love with a kid after the goat leaves, um, that, that Belichick hired the wrong people, totally missed the mark on it, the kid chafed publicly, and that's what happened last year. I, I find it hard to believe that that's what happened last year, Tom. But you're saying that's exactly what you happened. I find last it hard year. to believe of the act of misplaying it so badly. Yeah, that Belichick would 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 say, you know, I trust yeah. in two guys who you referred to as a carpenter to fix a, uh, a, a leaky sink. You know, like right. The, I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I, I, I do too. And I think I think a lot of it has to do with confidence that Bill has developed over the year in his own acumen and in the acumen of, you know, he said it a million times. He's a good football coach. He's a good football coach. They know what they're doing. You know, Matt did this and Joe played quarterback and he had high confidence that it would be an easy transition, but they also, they're just not, they don't have enough humans on the coaching staff sometimes. And we've seen Adrian Clem come aboard. Billy Yates was a first year offensive line coach to a large extent. Matt was a first, excuse me, uh, Matt was a first year play caller first-year offensive coordinator, and he was supposed to help with the offensive line. Bill just, there's a time when Jimmy Johnson and Bill Belichick used to take a boat trip, and I don't know if it was Jimmy or Bill who came off of that, and they had a general view that every team in the league, they pretend will be their own worst enemy and defeat themselves at some point. So you're really only competing with 10 teams over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. And Bill believes my acumen, my ability as a head coach, my ability to get the most from our players, and the smartness of Mac Jones, all those things together are going to help us negotiate things and, and be a successful team. In some ways, he wasn't wrong. Eight and nine isn't a full-on embarrassment, but that's wasting a very good defensive performance for unwatchable offense. He overestimated, I think, is, is what, what he did. So then, uh, to wrap things up here, Tom Curran, uh, is is Patricia and Judge sticking around, reassigned, while Bill O'Brien just comes in and it's now his shop to handle Jones in the offense? I'm not sure what the disposition is with Patricia. It seems as if Joe Judge is going to be part of things going forward. Mm-hmm. As you know, it's impossible to get even <laughs> title explanations out of these guys because, as Bill says, titles don't matter. Well, of course they matter, and they matter to him more than anybody else because he doesn't give them out. Um, because he thinks that they are some kind of an implication of what an expectation should be. So mm-hmm. he obviously thinks titles matter. But we don't know. Uh, it seems as if Joe will almost certainly be back, and Matt is it's less clear on. 
All right. And as I get ready to head to the Combine on NFL Network next week and then sit in this chair until the draft and then host the draft, uh, and we're talking about 40. and we're talking about <laughs> and we're talking about the quarterback carousel. Do I do I no longer pound the drum wondering about Mac Jones like that? We should put that to bed here on February twenty third. I, I would say I would say that you can conclusively think that the Patriots organization is steadfast in wanting to know what they have in Mac Jones in year three. Steadfast, and by trading him, they'll never find out. Tom, you the man. Thanks for the answers. As All always, right, buddy. you take care, See pal. Ya. See you soon. That's Tom Curran. Is that the way you said it? Hey, it's Tom Curran. Okay. <laughs> That's how we say goodbye to him as well. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> All right, Chris. Satisfied? Um, you should be. You should be. I think Mac, Mac in year one was, was really I think Mac is sublime, a good, I think man. Mac is a good player. Yes. Um, cool. un- unclear if he can be great, but I think Bill O'Brien is going to be a really really good person to have around i just can't you know what i him. the problem is they're going to lose jacoby myers and as he said you know there's a lot of money locked up in hunter henry and john Smith. so you might as well unlock him unlock might as them. well let those guys right try to go to work you know so we'll see what happens uh, but i am cautiously optimistic so i can't shake this with mac jones and again i know you're a fan and you're deep into it and i i can be somewhat removed from it I can't shake Halloween 2021 when Susan and I brought the kids to SoFi. Yeah, against the Chargers. Chargers and Patriots. And Mac Jones was in the midst of that hot winning streak that eventually propelled them into the playoffs. Yeah. They did get one and done by the Bills significantly, but they made the playoffs in his rookie season after Brady left. And. He was masterful. That's the only way to describe it. They took yeah. the Chargers out defensively. They took them out um, on defense is what I mean. They took out Justin Herbert defensively. They took him out. He was, he was the kid off his game. Now Matt Jones. And Jones was just methodical. He was, he was like a machine. And I kept sitting there and I turned to Suze and I turned to, you know, the kids – Sometimes I'm just muttering to myself as a Jet fan, like, I mean, is this, is this going to happen again here? Like, where the kid knows where to throw it, hits his back foot, throws it. And, and you can't stop it. And they just keep going down the field, and if they get three, great, because they'll just add three onto their, their one-score lead, and then suddenly yep. it's a two-score lead, and then it's a three-score lead, and then he'll do stuff like break the pocket and slide down with five minutes to go because he knows the clock's ticking. Like, he was situationally aware. I remember that performance, and I remember I came back here on the show. I'm like, that's a playoff team. Yeah, that was their second of what would be seven straight wins. And I turned to you, and I, I came back on this set, and yeah. I told, I'm like, bro, I saw a playoff team yep. over the weekend. You did say that, yeah. I can't shake that. Same guy. Same, same guy. guy. Same, so, guy. So, same guy. So, so, so then get somebody with, you know, if if he was concerned, like, you know, hey, Bill, your your buddies, your longtime, you know, colleagues. Smart guys, you know, good coaches, but they don't know what they're doing. And I'm no not offense. buying whatever you're selling to me about this is the guys that I'm, I'm, I'm in their care. Clearly, we didn't buy it. O'Brien, I think, walks in with buy-in on the spot. Yeah. Okay. I, I would imagine. Yeah. I would certainly hope so. Well, yes. And that's why he's there. Right. So and let's so, go. So that, yeah. check that box. 
And I think that's the smart move, man. See, year three, let's get back to year one. Let's get him going. O'Brien is a perfect guy for it. Let's trade for DeAndre. Could be. I, I, you know what? I don't, I don't know if the, I'm not an all 22 guy to know if that's, that's the gonna, so-called I fit, no, no, I, but draft some more, use the tight ends that your guy, Ramondre Stevenson, <laughs> TJ, <laughs> yeah. you were on that from ago. jump preseason game. I was like, yo, he look at this is, he, he, if Derrick Henry is business decision one, he may be one a in the NFL. People don't want to. Okay. Him. I, I mean, you don't want to hit him. And then he's got, you know, and then you just keep rolling two, three, four other guys out. That's why you can't depend on anybody. I mean, that, this is how good Ramondre Stevenson is. He's a Patriot running back you can depend on in fantasy. <laughs> I was actually trying to find some rankings, see where he's at. So yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I, you should listen to what Curran said, and I think you should be, you should feel better. Certainly more than the Jets where I'm like, okay, I have no idea if the kids is any good. And all these Highly expensive. You pay a lot for quarterbacks that you're going to come in. One of them is expensive, deluxe that you would have to give up draft choices to get. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. When we come back, AJ Brown, um, uh, uh, quite a statement (laughs) in support of uh, Jalen Hurts getting paid in Philadelphia. Uh, Bruce Arians, Al Michaels, hour number two. Max Duggan, hour number three. O'Shea Jackson Jr. coming. In studio, hour number three in support of Cocaine Bear in theaters near you this weekend. (laughs) Caffeine Bear sending the break here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Outfit, we just played a clip from 2018 of Al Michaels sitting here in studio talking to Micah Ruzioni, reminiscing about the miracle on ice, but that wasn't on the actual day of the anniversary. Jim Craig, we Zoomed with him and Al, right, on the 40th anniversary of it, I believe. I think you're right. Um, Mm. And we also, uh, the first year that we were on the, I don't forget if it was first or second year, we had Al here and we we hooked him up with Ken Dryden. We're all about the miracle on ice whenever it happens uh, for its anniversary, and it's the 43rd anniversary, and Al Michaels is going to be joining us in about a half an hour to reminisce 
the great Al Michaels. That's after Bruce Arians. We're rolling today, aren't we? <laughs> Monster.com can help you tackle your job hunt. If you're looking for a new gig, you got to go to Monster.com. Put your resume right there. Because when you do that with Monster.com, employers will already take a look at things on the spot. And also, even before a job gets open, Monster.com, employers using Monster.com can check you out and front load things. You can be recruited by them even before they post their jobs. That's how powerful Monster.com is. And so they have millions of job openings for you to check out there. Great coaching and career advice as well for that strong performance when it counts. And then when you score the position, not if, when you score the position, Monster.com salary calculator ensures you're paid what you're worth. It's so awesome. Check it out. You're in the job hunt. You go to Monster.com, put your resume there, and watch Monster.com work for you. Win your job hunt with Monster.com. Max Duggan is the Monster Prospect of the Week. He's coming up in hour number three. That's how we're rolling today. Love it. Uh, cocaine Bear. <laughs> Last night. Saw it. Survived it. Survived it. Got through it. Nice. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a flincher in movies. I flinch. Just like... Gross I things, mean, if this, like if, blood, if, like, if scared, okay, jumped, like, oh. I flinch. Like, like if, loud, if, loud noises. if there was two for flinching last night from Susie, oh, yeah. my left arm would be totally bruised. <laughs> Got it. She sits. Uh, God bless her. Nothing. She sits there, but I'm jumping. I was jumping from like the first second. I was jumpy last night. <laughs> jumping McJumpster last night, and that bear can sneak up on people. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. But I'll tell you two things. Well, the first name thing, of the movie is first Cocaine thing, first Bear. Thing, so. This bear and Cocaine Bear loves cocaine. <laughs> okay? The bear loves coke. Oh, my God, does the bear love cocaine? Diet okay. or regular? Dude. Sugar-free. Uh, no, you know, the straight straight butter. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Likes it straight. Pure. Okay. Uncut. He consumes it many okay. different ways. Consumes it many different ways. Many different ways. And um, um, did you ever see um, the interview, I guess, Quentin Tarantino had? It's viral. It's gone viral. I think he's doing like a tour, a media tour, talking to some local news anchor okay. who complains to him about his movies being too gory. All right. Why do you got to have it so bloody or, 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 or so profane or bloody, I guess, or... And his answer was, he used her name, Jan. He goes, because it's fun, Jan. Did you, you ever see that? No, but I can seriously see him saying that. If like, you <laughs> ascribe to that notion, then cocaine bear is for you. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've, I've met Elizabeth Banks many times. Um, and her lovely husband, Max Handelman, who is her producing partner. Good people. Now look at them differently now. <laughs> what is going on in their heads? Oh my God! What the hell going on? That's it. <laughs> I did that last night quite a bit. Belly, belly. Quite a bit last night when I was jumping. Uh, Liz oh. did say it was. She said it's kind of Liz graphic. Banks. Liz Banks. I was talking about our Liz, but yes. Oh no, Liz. Oh uh, yes, our Liz. Our Liz said Liz saw it earlier, and she was like, "Ooh, it's graphic." Uh huh. So. Be mindful of that. I can't wait. And um, it does not matter your real life celebrity when you're on this screen with this bear 
all oh, coked up. He's oh. taking you out. Well, not everybody. I know. Can't give any more away. Two things again. If you like gore and you like seeing people in bad spots get mauled by a cocaine bear and that I'll, I'll, I'll give that away. And also, this bear loves cocaine. I'm really glad that... that like, I think people who really like cocaine... Oh Liz, Liz Banks yes. and the, who came up with... Just went right through the front door with the title. Right. They yeah, didn't, they didn't get... Oh. Tra- you know, like snakes on a plane yeah, back yeah. in the day? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's snakes, it out we there. got a plane, let's hey, put Chris, a cocaine this, bear. Let's Chris, go. what's that movie about yeah. on the, with Sam Jackson? Right, exactly. Snakes, snakes on a plane. On a plane. Oh, That's yeah. the name of the movie. Yeah, sometimes you just walk through the front door. Exactly. What's the name of the... What's the premise of this movie? Hit the nail on the head. And this movie... Hits the nail on the head. Susie just texted me and Chris yeah. and said that yeah. we giggle every time you say cocaine bear. Because it's <laughs> funny. Do. It's really, really, it's, really co- funny. it's two words no. that you never thought would and come she, out of a sports show. And she Emmy will attest. I was, I was jumpy. I was jumpy last night. And she didn't do a thing. She didn't move. Man, it's impressive. She didn't, she didn't was, take the free sample. <laughs> I didn't take the free sample, and plus, you moron. Rick, you said yeah, the bear. Bear. there were no free samples. You said the bear. I didn't, loves. Even, have the, I didn't have the popcorn last night. I was no, really, really disciplined. Yes. Why? Because the first jacket I put on last night, Susie snug? told me, looked snug on me. Oh, no. Snug. She's uh, the word snug. Well, you were on vacation a little bit. Well, so you know, Snug. Like, you know. Uh-oh. Good thing I didn't go in the tank. Got to start training. You said the you said the bear loves cocaine, and I think yes. that's probably true of people. Like I don't think people just like it. They if they doing it, they yes. love it. Yep. So <laughs> that's my review. Cocaine great, bear. Great review. I have to go see it this weekend. <laughs> I would say two thumbs up, but the bear's taking both thumbs off. <laughs> Ripped your arm off. Like, I'm telling you, man. So this wasn't a chill on Coke Bear. This no, was a okay. no, like sir. A drink rampage. This wasn't marijuana bear. bear. No. No. Completely different movie. THC bear, different movie. Different movie. Yeah. Huggy bear. No. Now this is 7-Eleven and all of her snacks have been stolen. I'm telling you. Haribo bear. Different movie. <laughs> different movie. Nice. Different movie. AJ Brown, everybody. AJ Brown um, has come up with a new way of the famous Deion Sanders phrase he would say all the time when we were doing NFL game day highlights, me, him, and Mooch, whenever there was a player with a highlight on the screen who was in a contract year, he would scream three words, pay the man. That's what Dion would scream, pay the man. That was his analysis of this highlight. No matter so, who it was, Rich? Jalen Hurts is in his walk year coming up, no matter who it was. Jalen Hurts is in his walk year coming up. Year four. We saw what he did in year two. Take him to the playoffs. Year three, damn near win the Super Bowl MVP. Now here comes year four. Uh, A.J. Brown had this to say. Which is the name of the podcast? The Raw Room Podcast. Raw Room Podcast. Hit it. They got to give Jalen a house and oh, man. The, the building. Oh, yeah. They're they, they going to have to come the, off the state. Bed. But that's the, the thing. The, that's the, another everything. thing about having some such great, <laughs> they have such, having such great players, bro. No, they got to give him. They got to pay him. But then you're going to lose so much. You're you going you gonna to might lose some on the old line. That's cool. You're going to lose some. But look, look, I'm not <laughs> so saying that's, that's cool, but I'm saying, but like. You're going to need that quarterback. You got to pay, bro. Got to pay. You got to have a elite quarterback anyway. Listen, listen. I love Philly. And I'm what I'm about to say. You do not pay this man. Just shoot me off wherever he finna go. It's over. I'm telling you. Package deal me with him. Listen, so you talk about pressure? 
Howie, get it done. Get it done. <laughs> get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. By the Howie, way, get I, it do, done. Do I love A.J. Brown? Do we love A.J. Brown? We love A.J. Brown. I mean, Hey, yeah. let's just put it. These love are two things. AJ two things. Brown. One, one, I love that Jalen Hurts has become this guy. It just shows you he is the guy. Yep. Superstar. Cover of Madden. I would be stunned if he's not on there. That's what he has become. And players... Love him in his locker room and want to follow him. Yeah. That's what Jalen Hurts has become. Love it. It's an amazing ascension. It's so terrific. And number two is A.J. Brown, sir. Do not fret. <laughs> Howie knows it. Howie gets it. Howie will pay him. And he will get paid. And they will figure out how to keep everyone else. I, I, will, I have no doubt in my mind that... Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman know who they have, what they have, and who they have is a dog, as he's told us he would be before getting drafted when he was on this show for the first time. And what he has is, I think, going into next season, the best quarter, uh, receiver tandem in the NFL. How about that? So don't worry, AJ. Don't worry, Philly. It's going to happen. But I just love what Jalen Hurts has become. Love it. And then there was another piece of uh, blowback for A.J. Brown from this podcast because he was wearing, what was he wearing? Oh, man, A.J. Brown was wearing a Kansas City Royals hat. Okay. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, they just lost to KC in the Super Bowl. Uh, so people were giving him a hard time about that. And then Come A.J. On. Brown was like, oh, I don't even look at the team because I matched the hat color to my outfit. Who did that? Somebody did that recently, right? Didn't that also happen? I mean, that's... Where where you wondering what why why would he wear that why would you hat? Wear that and because it, it matched no the shoes, it matched his, right. it matched the outfit. I used to live my life by that principle. Yeah. I match. I I, yeah. I do that every day with my quarter zips. <laughs> you match them to your sneakers. Yeah, but you're not rolling in yeah. with you're not rolling in with a Red Sox hat because oh, it matches that cup, the shoes. The there you go. Look at you that. know what I mean? Look at that. This I did this today. Look at that. I see that. I'm looking at you. Okay, see? I see it. By the way, all Brunello. I don't even know what that is. But you're not. It's good. But you're not. I would imagine it's not bad. You're not Brunello Bear. I'm Brunello Bear. You're not wearing the herd hat because it matches your shoes. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's what AJ Brown did. Yeah, but you know what? Noted. 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 I would never. You always got to match the hat to the sneaker to the you know whatever. So I yes. I'm. But I do. I do. I do. You know, before leaving, uh, I do the whole shoe. Not wearing a Rome beanie. I'm matching my socks to my T-shirt today, so <laughs> I can keep going. <laughs> a McAfee t- a tank? That's what I mean. Yeah. I can't pull that look off. 